Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, a British video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. You seem a bit giggly today, Anne. Yeah. Uh, Simon's still standing up. That always makes Does me it? laugh. Why? Why? Is this something about my gait? Yes, actually. i sit down now. It's a bit of a mess in the studio, isn't it? It is a little bit. It is. What's been going on in it? Well, I suppose I know radio. Radio magic. There's See, a new desk in front of me. You know, sometimes we Don't get a bit... Don't touch anything. Okay. Sometimes we get a bit sniffy about us being a radio show, no one else being a radio show. This is a disadvantage. Yes. We don't have our own, we don't have our own bedrooms to work from. Um, podcasts. How, how are you going? doing? Yeah, good. It's, uh, um, it's, it's funny weather, isn't it? It's, it's kind of... It's close. It's hot, it's but it's raining. Um, as, I, as I made my way here this evening, there were lots of people caught unawares by the, by the weather. Lots of shorts and flip-flops. Idiots. Flip-flops are how people will die. I don't understand why you'd ever wear shoes you cannot run in. <laughs> I do. Like, like genuine. Lot, but, oh, shouldn't. Shouldn't. Okay. I will die that way. Don't die, Anne. Don't die. Really trying not to. Have you had a nice week? I've had a lovely week. I saw see. you saw some tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the noise a tiger makes? It's <laughs> the noise I make when I'm looking at tigers, right. specifically tiger cubs. Okay. I saw three tiger cubs at London Zoo on Friday night, and it was the best time of my life. Have you played Far Cry 3? No. It's got tigers in it. Shut up. Yes. Okay. But they uh, they attack you. Um, that's fine. That's Is their it? prerogative. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was happy to be behind quite a lot of um, reinforced glass. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was a good time. Tigers are great. How have you been, Simon? Uh, yeah, all good here. Um, I was in Glasgow for a wedding at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Drank rum in a golf bunker and oh. broke into a hotel swimming pool. Come on. I'm 42. For goodness sake. Yeah. So that went well. Uh, Stephen, have you been doing anything 
interesting? Cricket. Okay, good. You know, so, no. I, I'm getting so boring talking about cricket. I've been getting yeah. boring. Uh, but even more boring talking about cricket that uh, I've decided I'm going to start my own stealth Twitter account. So every time I think about <laughs> tweeting about cricket, I can just put it there instead. What, what are you going to call and it? I'll stop hemorrhaging followers every time, every time I talk about uh, cricket. But I've been really enjoying it. I've been having business meetings at the Oval, sat outside in the sunshine, got a bit burnt. Nice. Uh, not today, because mm. it's, it's humid. No. Uh, Steve, just a word of warning. Mm-hmm. Protect your skin. You won't always be that youthful. Not always. Although, although here's what happened at the Oval this week. Um, Sorry, can you, get, can, can you me. get a stealth radio show? <laughs> <laughs> a, man, a man approached me and he said, uh, he said, Oh, uh, sorry. I just, uh, sorry about the weather today. We really don't like it when the weather is this this terrible. You know, it's a bit embarrassing. And so I was like, it's all right. I had a lovely time at the the match last week. He went, oh, oh, you here then? And I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a member. He said, oh, I don't. I'm st- I beg your pardon. I thought I knew everybody. I thought wow. I knew everybody. Uh, sorry, pleased to meet you. And I explained that you know I've taken to working at the Oval. That's a really nice place to do my work from at the Battle of Stands. He said, oh, so how are your studies going? <laughs> Excellent. Mature student, obviously. <laughs> Maybe. So uh, we skipped over that. And then he called me Steve a lot. So it's going well. Anyway, sorry about that. We're a video game radio exactly, show. Exactly. Like it's four minutes. Four <laughs> it's going to five minutes now. Four minutes now, and we've not mentioned them once. Um, which We should be on our best behaviour today, because our guest, Phil Elliott. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Phil uh, is currently project leader of The Collective at Square Enix. Sa- sounds sinister, doesn't it? does sound yeah. sinister. Prior to that, you were editor of GamesIndustry.biz, is yep, that right? that's editor. correct, yeah. Before that... I was editor of GameSpot UK. And before that... I was at the Radio the 5 radio, Live. The Radio 5 Live, yeah. an actual what? professional. You were paid money Interesting. to do what we can't do. I did. Uh, I mean, I don't want to draw too many parallels, but it was like a weekly show radio show about uh, consumer tech and video games and cricket um we no i, I there was a banning order on because okay. they, they, they had actual cricket people to right. do that stuff right. and okay. I, I don't know anything about it so i deferred right uh, you were on medium wave weren't you <laughs> i was and and on digital hmm. and uh, on probably teletext as well i don't know it's like being on medium wave it's a bit hissy isn't it <laughs> fm very clear signal yeah resonant voices uh, medium wave, kind of hard to. Anyway, to, to, I... to be clear, your show is much better. Don't worry, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not really a competition. Not I, I would so never far. compete with you, Steve. I've, I've learned that lesson already. Not so far, but I'm sure it's about to improve. It's time for the news. on Monday the 30th of June. I'm Anne Scanselbury and this is the news. Struggling developer Crytek has cancelled development of Rise 2 after an apparent apparent argument with Microsoft over who would own the rights to the franchise. Microsoft said that it would take over the intellectual property as part of the deal for funding development of the game, but Crytek said no way, no way, with both parties deciding not to continue with the game. Along with this news is more about unpaid wages at Crytek Studios in Frankfurt, UK and in Shanghai, where local authorities are said to be getting involved. If you were a journalist, what would what headline would you give that story? Because rise is a very punnable word, isn't it? So, something about rise and wages. <laughs> Looks like nobody's getting a rise here. <laughs> no, no rise wages. That's good. That's good. <laughs> just, just that. That's good. Uh, but, so, but, but obviously nobody likes to see that. No, yeah. So um, sticking the boot in last week, Anne, and you yeah. continue this week. 
What's Just up? Just it, saying it like it is, Simon. <laughs> but is it is it how it is, though? Because is it, is it how it, it is? Well, what I mean is, that, is, it, is it still speculation? Look, what isn't speculation in but news? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> What was, what was the BBC policy on news, Phil, when, when you did it? Did it have to be true? I tried to avoid news, actually, okay, for that reason. Yeah. Simply because Good there one. were policies in place. Right, which would have um, prevented I, that sort of drivel being aired. Yeah, I like to think that my show then was, was a safe haven for not news. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's being reported everywhere, and once something's being reported everywhere, then you can uh, you should talk about it. You uh, should talk about it. But shouldn't you try and move the story on, like editorialise a little? No, 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 because that's not my job. That's your job. This is this bit of the show, Steve. You're supposed to move it on. How many seasons? Ten seasons. It's time for you. Didn't we raise the issue maybe about season three or something that you were going to have a, a, a feature called An Opinion? Yeah. Where you were going to editorialise to camera. Only we don't have cameras, so we aborted the feature. But maybe we could do it to Mike. I mean, that would be the thing that would make sense. Uh... But, Steve, look, I did some journalism last week. Oh, yeah. I think I'm good for the Are we going to come, come back to oh, that? N- not, not here. Let's have a different section of the show <laughs> for when I did journalism. <laughs> Nintendo president Satoru Iwata took pulling a sickie to get out of a meeting a bit far this week. The boss was recovering from an operation to remove a growth on his bile duct and was unable to make it to the company's annual general meeting of shareholders, which sounds dull, dull, dull. In his absence, he was voted back into the position of boss. Speaking from his recovery bed, he said, I've already resumed my business by email and by other means, but it's anticipated that a little more time is needed for me to return to my regular work schedule. Dude, you had surgery. Watch Jeremy Kyle. (laughs) Get well soon. Yeah. Get well soon. What did he have done? Uh, a growth removed from his bile duct. And what's a bile duct? Have we all got one? I imagine so. Isn't it? So you know in your tummy when you've been so drunk that you have thrown up so much <laughs> that you're then just throwing up bile? I guess it's Is that the little... the green stuff? Yeah, I guess it's wow. the bit where that comes out of. So, it's a, it, I mean, bile duct does imply a vessel for carrying bile. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, that's literally all the medical knowledge. Like, I haven't looked this up. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but I won't stop, stop you yeah. commenting, right? Speculation. That's what I'm I about. I see. Okay, well fair, well, fair play to him, I guess, then. But What are the symptoms of a growth on your bile duct? I think well, there's perhaps, a growth. No. Yeah, but you a, can't see. A slight bulge. Where, though? On the, on, on, the, on the duct. <laughs> so the thing is, if, you, if you're <laughs> full nice of ducts. bile, you're, you're, you're known as a, being particularly bitter. A games mm. journalist. And obviously, um, <laughs> I'm definitely not commenting, none of it. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, nin- yes, it was. But, an inter- you know, I, I mean, is, is there much reason to be bitter around Nintendo at the moment? I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's suspicious, actually, isn't it? You're, yeah. yeah. Well, are so, you, so during... Sorry, are you suggesting? (laughs) (laughs) Are you suggesting that maybe maybe uh, Iwata's been talking to other console manufacturers and he's caught something? Oh no, no, (gasps) no. But I'm just saying that maybe in that in that blue ocean, maybe there are certain toxins that prevent any other life forms from existing. And the blue ocean sounds like a great idea until you contract a growth on your bile duct, and then it all turns horribly bitter. more game studios in the UK last year than there were in 2012. Hooray! According to a report by Tiger, the number of studios was up from 448 to 620, but the number of developers was down. Math was called upon and it was discovered that this meant that there was an increase in the number of smaller studios. Tiger's Richard Wilson had this to say, the surge in startup studios is encouraging, but many of these will be vulnerable because of their size. Tiger's Dr. Richard Wilson obviously hasn't seen how aggressive tiny tiger cubs can be with a bone. So that's so, the, and that's the reason for the story. Yeah. Because so you tiger. saw some tigers and there's there's a trade body called Tiger. Yeah. That's a selection of yeah. 
That's the criteria. Yep. <laughs> Number three news story, because I wanted to talk about tiger cubs. See, what does Richard Wilson look like a tiger? I don't know. No, Let's, I'm going to quickly no. Google okay. image search him and do What some. noise does Richard Wilson make? <laughs> uh, I've never heard him speak. Have you? No. Yeah. I've met him many times in my former former life as a, as a games industry biz editor. Does he like tigers? <laughs> I, 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 always, I always felt that asking that question would just be too obvious. So many people call it tiger. Yes, uh, but I cl- it is actually pronounced tiger. That much I can clarify. Yeah, I, so. well, actually, I clarified it last week. So um, you know, right. it's convenient, isn't it? It's all right. We've never re- listened to Radio Five either. So never. Don't worry. He doesn't look like a tiger at all. No, no. no. <laughs> Human face. Right. Interesting. <laughs> no sign of whiskers or. Human face glasses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to get rich, here's some advice. Get into eSports. The prize pool for the Dota 2 International Tournament is now over $10 million thanks to the sales of the Compendium. The tournament will take place at the Key Arena in Seattle between the 18th and the 21st of July. And if you're not big on your MOBAs, Ubisoft is launching Just Dance as an eSport with a Just Dance World Cup taking place as part of the Electronic Sports World Cup with the final at the end of October. Victory could be a shimmy away. Wow, that's... um, You can't... Surely Just Dance isn't an e-sport. It is. But it can't be. But it is. Because <laughs> they've said that it is. So they just mean a multiplayer version. Like, isn't that what an e-sport no, is? No, but I would like... But, but not all multiplayer games could be an e-sport, could they? Not all multiplayer games. So could when, not? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... But would, you know, people... Where was um, Pip this weekend? She was off watching an e-sport, wasn't she? She was doing e-sports. Aren't you one of the world's first e-sport champions? (laughs) Well, I guess I am now, yeah, exactly. That's what it means, doesn't it? It just means electronic sport. It's just rebranding. Right. I mean... MOBAs are vogue and stuff. I looked into this compendium thing. Do you know what it is? No. Me neither. Right. After, some... After looking into yeah, it. Yeah. seriously. I thought, okay, well, I, I, I should find out what this is because I don't know what the compendium is. Looked into it and it was bewildering. I haven't felt this old since I played the last Call of Duty game, which was just men shouting yeah. and shooting. Right. Uh, it was... It was so, yeah. what, so what do you suspect it is then? It seems to be all kinds of, uh, I don't know, Things that are digital things that you get, you know, by compendiumizing. Hang on, hold hold on a second. I'll ask the source of that story, Anne. <clears throat> what was Could the you, question? Yeah, exactly. What was what is the compendium? Can oh, you, the compendium mm, is right. this. Uh, it's almost like another game in itself. So you buy it mm-hmm. and then you use it to. Uh, do some things within the game right. and it becomes almost a game itself and the money that uh, is made from people buying this, $2.50 from each sale goes towards the prize pool. Okay. But what, what do you do in the game within the game? Um, go around. Okay. <laughs> Phil, have you got any idea? No. I want to know, how, how, what was the prize fund? $10 million. Right. I'm going to so, ask Wolfram Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> so if they sold, I'm not going to... That's an awful lot of compendiums they sold. Initially, um, $1.9 million was put in there just as a flat rate. That's just just your price Just to get it going. Just to get it going. You know, just a a little livelier. Yeah. Uh, And then on top of that, more money has been being added in. Um, Not from the compendium. But uh, mostly from the compendium. That's still quite a lot, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, however you look at it. Who's, Who's likely to win it? It will probably be... Somebody who's already on the radar. Okay. Um, Someone who's really good. Right. Probably famous do, do, to other people. Yeah. Do we know anybody that plays these games generally? So Dota. F- uh, 
Philippa War Pip, she loves Dota. Okay, so she, so we, so or, yes, or at least she plays okay. it. Okay, but right, that so could one. just be her job. How do you get some money off someone who's good at something? We could be her agent, like Jerry oh, Maguire. That's a great idea. Jerry Maguire's. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Google has created a cheap and ridiculous alternative to Morpheus and Oculus Rift. It'll cost you the price of a cardboard box, some lenses, a magnet and some Velcro. The instructions Google has put together look very art attack, but basically you shove your Android phone into a cardboard box and use the cardboard app to bring your own virtual reality headset to life for around 20 quid. If you could whack together a cheapest chips, papier mache and stick back plastic PS4 that plays Resogun next, that would be brilliant. Thanks, Google. I loved this. Brilliant. This was a joke, right? No, it was an actual thing. They've got an app for it and everything. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. You say it's brilliant, but have you looked at the document which details how you have to cut the cardboard box to make it work? Yes. Because that yes. is complicated. Well, they give you a template, don't they? And they tell you the bits to stick together. The complicated bit looks like ordering the lenses because um, they instantly went out of stock on oh, Amazon, really? I believe. Yeah. Um, you've got another company and uh, someone sprung up and is offering ready-made ones. Uh oh. So, so you don't much? have to do your cutting out. How much costs? About twenty pounds. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and it's cool. I think I think they've done a really there's fun another, thing. There's another company that's actually also introduced uh, something to market where that this is not made of cardboard as well, and it has kind of proper bits yes, and pieces yes. that plugs into something. Now, are we it, allowed to talk like about this work. or not? Because I, don't know. I, I depends what you want to talk about. Well, because I've I've been made aware of this. That I was talking about Oculus Rift. Just oh, to be, yes, just to be clear. okay, a project member. <laughs> Where were you? Okay. What were you talking about, Simon? Well, I think somebody is doing a similar one with actual for actual mobile phone games, so like a, perma, a more permanent yeah. version. Mm. Have we heard I of this? Yeah. No? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are, don't know. But, uh, yeah, it looked like fun. Were you not tempted to make your own, Anne? Uh, no, I've got an uh, iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. listening to One Life Left and Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Talk about other things as well. We play music like this, which is Clam and Ice and Fire. It's from chipmusic.org. 
We have news, you've just heard that. We'll have reviews later in the show. We might even have a feature. We also do jokes. Yep. Sometimes. Sometimes we do jokes that aren't necessarily suitable for radio, but I'm going to do my joke. Okay. My visual joke. Visual joke. Just listen to the reaction. Okay. Hey, guys. I got Google Glass. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's good. So, Serena's <laughs> so right, right in with what you think's just <laughs> happened. <laughs> readers, listeners, sorry. The addresses. Uh, team at one I've left. They should take a picture of you doing that so we can tweet it. Yeah. I? Okay, go on, do that again. Hang on, hang on. Okay, so that's happening right now. Do you ever get up to anything like this on Radio 5, Phil? No, I, I'm beginning to regret uh, that that was mentioned now. <laughs> Even though I did, uh, you know, concede superiority to you. It's okay. You're, you're past that part of your, your life now. You're on something new, something special. That's why you're on the radio, to talk about that. Yes. Yes, tell us about the... the is it the collective, or, the collective or collective? I think the collective does does act genuinely sound sinister. So okay. Uh, if we could stick to the brand messaging I supplied before... <laughs> sorry, I, didn't, sorry. I didn't supply brand <laughs> So can you tell us about collective, collective TM? Yeah. Black <laughs> TM, registered, <laughs> exactly. copyright, uh, etc. Yeah, basically it's... Um, it's a platform that tries to help indie developers to raise awareness of projects that they're working on so that they can build up momentum and awareness of a game before it goes into crowdfunding. Uh, because one of the key factors in crowdfunding success or failure is, frankly, how many people know about it. Um, and so if you if you have a good kind of base community before you go, then, uh, then you get a good start and you can build a, a bandwagon, should we say. So how does it work? Uh, basically, developers just uh, go to the collective website, which is collective.square-enix.com, I think. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a little button in the top right that says submit. Mm-hmm. You click on that, and then you just upload your pitch. It's just basically like a blog CMS. Okay. And uh, you put videos in there or images and text and, and you know, make your game sound cool. Uh, and then we publish new pitches on most Mondays. Um, and then we just, you know, try and talk to people about it we use our social and community channels we use our emailing um, e- emailing uh, list <laughs> that was another sinister thing that, uh, that actually I'm not allowed to talk about um, and uh, 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 yeah and, and just kind of, kind, of, kind of try and spread the word to uh, to people to talk about it's it. an unusual approach from a, a publisher as large as Square isn't yeah. it, it? Do, you, do you want to ask the question that everyone wants to know Go on. And well, no, can you tell me what that question is? Well, so why are we doing it? Well, I, I was going to ask how did you how did you okay. how did you get it off the ground? All right, well, because let's, because let's it is that different. Yeah. First. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's an idea that um, that I pitched internally just about about fifteen months or so ago, and um, the, the I guess there was a, an interest internally in a few things. First of all, how can we build better relationships with small teams? Because uh, I think big publishers. You know the AAA space is it's kind of easy for people to go to. Um, if you're a big publisher and you've got lots of money, you kind of know who's in the market. You developers have reputations, and you know if you want to make a first-person shooter, then you've got a good idea at this point of the big studios and so on. Um, and and those deals are you know kind of have a lot of momentum behind them. And that's all fine uh, for new ideas, new talent, and maybe taking some sort of risks on things. You know the AA space in, in the developer scene isn't really around anymore. And um, what's awesome is that a million small teams as was in the news just now uh, have, have kind of risen up to take their place but it's actually really really hard for um, big companies I think to um, was that yours? No Stephen phone's off it's really phone's hard. off we're in front of a radio five man this doesn't happen on the BBC does it? 
can I storm out? Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's, it's really hard to kind of uh, you know sort of build relationships, find new talent, potentially people that we might want to work with in future. Um, so. I mean, in the end, Collective kind of came out of an idea of looking at crowdfunding, trying to help people to self-publish. How can we build relationships and actually do it in a uh, more of a, I suppose, I don't want to say the word partner because that sounds horribly corporate, doesn't it? But in, and not in a traditional way. So we're generally trying to do something that's um, that's going to benefit the developer. We don't keep IP. We mm-hmm. don't uh, force people into sticking with us through the whole process. Right. Um, so we try and promote developer choice and stuff. What's the response been so far? It's been good. Uh, we ran a pilot uh, end of January to end of February. We featured three projects there, which um, uh, we, we sort of hand-selected for, for that particular task. Uh, we went fully live beginning of April. Um, since then, I think we've published 19 pitches from teams based in, if I remember correctly, 13 different countries. Uh, one of the things I'm really interested in is, is trying to help teams in, um, I want to say the less fashionable countries, but, but countries which don't really have... Um, as strong a basis in, in, in development or publishing. So, um, you know, we've had uh, pitches on there from Romania, from Bosnia-Herzegovina, from Bulgaria. Um, I was in Spain last week and they've got some amazing talent there. I saw some really cool games that I can't wait to play, um, you know, hopefully when they're released. Uh, but they don't have publishers, they don't really have investment money. So it's just, you know, crowdfunding is basically one of their, their primary routes to market. And so, um, how, so, so do you have to be an established team in order to pitch or can you be anybody um you you sort of well you need to know how to make the game so you don't need you could be a graduate for example um i guess there are three kinds of teams that we're sort of aiming collective at the first is uh teams who probably have an established work for hire business they've you know shipped lots of games but probably they don't have their own ip so this is a good uh option for them to test new ideas and then and then see if that's something they want to invest in hopefully if people like it then then they can kind of you know put some of their um business eggs in a different business basket <laughs> i'm not sure about that one i'll work on that sorry um uh, and uh, in the pilot we saw ruffian games actually um uh, put a pitch up there uh, called game of glens which people didn't like because it wasn't cracked down right um but um you know they they found it a really useful process all the same and the second is is smaller teams this is probably the most popular um path is is teams who used to be individually at AAA studios and they've kind of come together to form their own team of maybe four or five people. Um, you know, like Hello Games kind of did that, right? So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's uh, we're trying to kind of take some of the luck and the serendipity out of um, if you've got a good idea, I, I want to think that, that it doesn't matter where you are or who you are, if you have connections to, you know, YouTubers or, or journalists or whatever, then um, you've got an option. Um, and then the third third kind of team is, is, is yeah, it could be, just solo people it could be people just coming out of university um but again it's just a way to get out ideas out there and you know potentially fail but that's that should be seen as a good thing mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's about getting out there getting feedback learning from that um and uh, and who you know may, maybe even succeed would, would also be awesome well the, the oliver twins cited that as uh, one of the successes when they realized that that uh, people didn't want to pay three hundred thousand pounds to, to play a dizzy game again, didn't they? But they, but they actually cited that 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 sort of experience as a as a as a way of testing the market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's really important. Um, I I really don't think that any teams that don't get like a popular community vote on on collective or, or even teams not just through collective but elsewhere that don't necessarily hit crowdfunding targets. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen teams fail in their first Kickstarter project and then they try again mm-hmm. and actually they succeed 
way beyond the target they were initially looking to get because um, you know they tweak, they refine, they they act on feedback, um, and often you know sometimes thirty days or twenty days or however long a campaign is, depending on how long you want to run it, it sometimes it's just not enough to kind of get the message out to to that that kind of niche or that group of people that that really do want to buy into that concept. How many uh, ki- how many kickstarts did you fail at firstly? Zero. None. <laughs> zero. Oh, <okay. laughs> exactly zero. Do you think that... Um, I should be asking you the questions, <laughs> Do you think that crowdfunding is here to stay then? Because I've read a lot of pieces recently that have talked about how we had this big wave of, kick, of Kickstarter games maybe two years ago when it first popped up on the scene. Everyone got very, very excited. Right now, there seems to be some creeping disillusionment with some of the bigger titles not having made it through uh, that dev process, yeah. others disappointing people on their arrival. Um, how do you think that uh, crowdfunding is going to survive that? Is it going to survive that? I don't know, but I really hope so because I think it's a great relationship. And I think, frankly, it's it's going to be one of the only viable routes for an awful lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I said, you know, I, I don't want... I don't want to go back to a point where the only people that can get games made are people that have great contacts at publishers or, or you know, have uh, luck or know how to talk the talk um, because that's no guarantee that a game's going to be good either sometimes, right? Um, one of the things we try to do with Collective is uh, we do a team assessment with anyone that we want to we offer to work with in through the crowdfunding phase. We do like a mini due diligence uh, process with them. So that doesn't mean that we're going to guarantee that game or the people actually funding it but what it does mean is that we go and ask them an awful lot of questions about their experience and expertise, their tools, their pipelines and all funky words like that I just said funky. <laughs> mm. We'll edit it out. Don't yeah, worry. Okay, thanks. Uh, and uh, you know, we ask about their budgets. We ask what they need to spend their money on, uh, and their dev timeframe, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll follow up with with one of our senior dev directors, you know, from one of the studios, and really kind of dive into that. Um, so that we get a really good picture of them. And that enables us to actually endorse their campaign and say, look, you know, we as Square Enix, we're used to working with developers. We believe they have the capability to make this game. It's up to them to go and make it. But, you know, this isn't a scam um, in terms of capability. So I think it's important. And frankly, I wish a a lot of big businesses within the games industry would actually try to help that um, that trust relationship because... um, I have I have this um I'm not sure if, if if it's particularly fashionable to to sort of say but I I think so AAA is fine right it's making lots of money more money than ever and that's brilliant for the industry it's really really important but I don't think I think it's probably fair to say that AAA isn't where you're going to find a, a huge creative risks being taken because you can't afford to do a lot of risk if if um do a lot of risk i like to do, do a lot risk. of funky risk yeah uh you know if you're spending 50 million dollars on something that's quite that's quite a lot of money that yeah. you could lose and um and so you know with with the indie scene kind of coming i mean it's like you know if you look at something like papers please and the sort of emotions that evokes particularly if you play it late at night before you go to bed and the kinds of dreams you had afterwards not speaking personally of course but um you know, you, you couldn't kind of put that into it. Like, let's spend $25 million on a game that does that. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit like a spectral analysis where you've got kind of a couple of light frequencies filled in and they're really bright and really clear and that's fantastic. But but what about the rest of, of, of emotions? And you know, we're always talking in the industry about, oh, what about, you know, games that make you cry and all this? And I think we should be aiming for that, but that's not going to really come from AAA, I think. So um, I, I think... I think a lot of companies should uh, actually look at this space and see how they can support and invest in um, things which, you know, they might want to not necessarily risk on themselves, but actually enable to get made so that so that we can, it can all become part of that industry discussion. 
Phenomenal. Well, best of luck with that. So we can uh, we can follow it at collective hyphen Square Enix. Just go it? to Google and search for Square Enix Collective. <laughs> now, if you have season. Google Glass, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and we can we can catch you on Twitter. Can we watch your watch your Twitter? Yeah, Sly <laughs> underscore Rebirth is me. Excellent. Uh, don't ask. And We're going to. and and S Squex S Q E X Collective is the uh, the other one. Cool. Well, best of luck with it. it sounds absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and uh, can't wait to see what comes out of your. Your um, my uh, whatever out of my, out of my funky out of your collective yeah exactly <laughs> thanks. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The verdicts were finally returned in the hacking trial that has been sweeping the video game world. The so-called watchdog hacker Aidan Pierce was found not guilty of hacking celebrities' phones and other devices to sell to newspapers. It was alleged that Aiden used his skills to hack into electronic bollards to prevent celebrities leaving car parks, at which point he would then use security cameras to get the number plate of the car. Then he would hack the police database, get the celebrity's address, stand outside their house and hack their Wi-Fi to obtain their secrets. Aiden's successful defence was that the whole process sounded a bit long-winded. And besides, if the jury didn't want any naked photos of them going to the press then they'd know what to do. The flamehead newspaper editor and street fighter Blanca has also been cleared of any charges relating to the hacking. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is a song by Stereo Chan. It's called The End of the World, or End of the World Demo. Uh, a little bit different from our usual chip I stuff. liked it. Good. Yeah, there we go. I did Thumb, like it. Thumbs up from Simon I Byron. thought to myself, I thought that's the best thing you've curated for a while. <laughs> 
Uh, I have. I've, I, I think I've been curating quite well recently, so I'm. I'm glad that it is only going up from Good. your point of view as well. Uh, Anne. Yeah. It's been. It's been a spectacular week for you, hasn't it? It really has. Career-wise. Uh, <coughs> Career-wise. In journalistic terms, I have literally done journalism. Actual journalism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was a news story last week about Atari uh, moving into all manner of areas, which were mostly uh, around betting, uh, online casinos, online gaming, and LGBT things. Uh, and the two of you were a bit curious as to why that that was in there as well was it uh the wait what was it licensed, licensed gaming ga- yeah, gaming yeah. and betting terminals as someone on the gi.biz comments had said it was yeah or was it or was it uh, lesbian gay bisexual and trans and the thing that had confused simon and i was that we were unable to find a single journalist who had asked this question Nobody just followed it up. they just know, yeah countless countless think pieces on <laughs> how interesting this was but no one had followed this up no just one just taking it as red no, so one what it, no one thought it was a bit of a swerve from the other categories yeah, at no, all no, no, no apparently not no maybe that's a social breakthrough that we've all well, been asking yeah. well point. one life left is here <laughs> exactly <laughs> just a double ch- just a double check <laughs> before we go too far <laughs> uh, so I sent uh, an email to Atari uh, during the show last week saying Subject, a little question for you, Atari. Hello, I would just like to clear something up about a recent press release you put out about um, how you're moving into online gaming, wearable devices and gambling. You mention in it LGBT content. Do you mean lesbian, gay, bisexual and trans or do you mean uh, licensed gaming and betting terminals? I look forward to hearing back from you. Thanks. Anne. Excellent, excellent work, Anne. It's really good. Hard hitting. But not impolite. No, exactly. Yeah. I'd have uh, been proud with that. She's asking the one. tough questions. The questions that literally no one has asked. Yeah. So hours later, I got a reply from Atari. Mm-hmm. What, from Pac-Man? It had been... <laughs> that's, that's not... <laughs> We're not able to answer your email right now, but yeah. please come back. That's Namco, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're the same. they used to be the same company, didn't they? No, <laughs> no they did. Atari and Namco were the same for a bit. Right, well, but look Phil, into it. Maybe back do me up some on this. Square Enix owns Taito, that's all I can tell you. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I only wish I'd asked that question. Space Invaders is asked. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. So um, if, if you do want to ask that question at some point, then okay, you yeah, know yeah, to yeah. Right, okay. Pong. Hi, Anne. To <laughs> clarify, our LGBT reference was lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans. There we go. Best. Tony. Thanks. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Tony. And do you know what? All it took was one bit of journalism, one bit of hard-hitting journalism (laughs) that nobody else in the industry... And how long did that journalism take you? Literally seconds. And and so can we expect more journalism from you in the future? I'm done for the year. Email, messages and forward BCC. One life letters. I've got two, so I'm going to go first. Hey! starts uh this one uh subject retro indie game event hey i met you a while ago at scenario bar when you did the game inspired karaoke we've secured a monthly event residency with oval space in bethnal green and our next event super warehouse gaming party three is on saturday the 19th of july would be great if we can get some internet or radio love smiley face mm. all the relevant deets are here joypadbar.co.uk of course you can nice radio to meet love. you george swain there we go. Radio Love, right there. Hey, guess what? We've got our weekly letter from Weasel Spoon. Good news. Hey. Weasel Spoon. Hey, Weasel Spoon. Hello there, you three, and today's lovely fourth. That's you. Hello. 
I ended up watching too many speedruns this week, says Weaselspoon, and I noticed it seeping into my life. I found myself working out optimal walking routes and even considering things like walking in the road as damage boosts. Even the urban slalom became a fight with RNGs. I've had this before while playing games intensively. Braid made me feel like I could be reckless because you can always rewind and try again. Portal made me assume everything was was within reach. Have any of you felt yourselves trying to apply in-game rules to the real world? Pip Pip Roberts. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a time when I was um, playing uh, GTA Chinatown Wars, and every time I saw a security camera, I wanted to throw bricks at it. Right, L- literally. No, yep. same thing. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto 4 a lot. Came outside my house. First thing I d- saw was a parked car outside my house. I thought, should I steal it? <laughs> I didn't. Did you? I did. I, I promise okay. I didn't. But I did think that. I, you know, didn't do it because I'm not a mentalist. But there we go. Phil? Yeah, I, I did. Um, there, there was a point where I, I was playing quite a lot of World of Warcraft, uh, which actually could probably be any time in the last ten years or so. And uh, I, I did go out and I was I was driving my car and I looked out and I saw some foliage which all for the life of me looked just like silver leaf. And I did <laughs> for the split second think, should I stop and collect that? But I didn't. <laughs> Which is probably for the best. Uh, when I was playing mobile dating game Tinder, <laughs> <laughs> just started thinking that you could swipe left or swipe right on people. You can't. Uh, dear team and SSG, <laughs> in the time-honoured spirit of mobile development, I've decided to rip off a couple of ideas better than I'd ever had for a game I'm making previously called Towards Down Down Towards. Interesting. Do you have any advice or source code? Source code would be ideal. P.S. How did Simon squeeze out, development term, a game before the OLL game that began earlier? P.P.S. Love the show. P.P.P.S. Yo. Uh, that's from Morg Adams. <laughs> that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Source code. I, yeah, I can, I can email it to you, no problem. But it, you're, you're it, it got a review in Portugal this week where someone described it as the devil's game, a force, four out of five. Perfect. Yes, that was ideal. Does that make you the devil? Apparently so. Yeah. Look at this. Sorry, I've just done some journalism. I've Googled MTV. Goodbye, Atari. Hello, Namco. Atari's European operation will be history within weeks as Namco Bandai swoops to complete its acquisition of the business. So... They did used to be the same company, hence the Pac-Man comment. So it works. Yes. Totally valid joke. Oh, thanks. And funny with it. Thanks. Does that mean that Namco... Bandai, Bandai Namco is also I don't know which way around it is these days, that's why I yeah, said they, twice they changed it. Um, does that mean they're also going into the market that was previously described as LGBT? Don't know, or? that's a follow up question for Anne. I think I, I'm just I'm just seeing a, perhaps another email that could be sent exactly. to yeah. double the journalism going on Brilliant. I mean you won't believe what happened this Saturday when I went on the licensed gambling peg in March Well done Steve <laughs> I mean, it's taken us... That joke has been too long in the making, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Why didn't we make that joke last week? Phil, did you feel you've got a letter? Yeah, I have. Uh, It's from from Crichton, or Creighton, but we're going to go with Crichton, I think. De Simone, uh, dear team and very likely super special guest. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'm not liking the... um, the lack of confidence there in the likely very likely, oh, very likely. Sure, no, I think there's faith in you we've had some pretty terrible yeah. guests okay fair play so I was just on Twitter and you asked me how I'm doing well thanks for asking I'm actually doing great good 
lovely to hear. I'm producing a television pilot for Comedy Central, the cable comedy channel here in the United States. FYI, we also get Comedy Central yeah. in the yeah, UK. UK yeah. So so that's exciting. We know what you're talking about. And things are going fantastic. If this goes according to plan, I'll be producing this show on Comedy Central forever. That's a long time. Yeah. It is a long time. But on the off chance that it doesn't work out... Uh, again, you know, it's a bit like that uh, not being completely confident in a, in a, in a super special guest. <laughs> it's a slight bit of doubt there. I might need some ideas for shows. So maybe I can adapt a video game into a show. Team and guest, I like being in- included. Uh, what video game would you want to see adapted into a television show? I promise to bring you on as a consulting producer if it gets the green light. If. If. Promise. The word was promise was okay, used. I think contact. that's con- contractually obliging. Um, a reality show based on Rezogun where you literally have to save the last human. Okay, yeah. That'd have a that's good. Yeah. What would the audience be for that? Um, big. <laughs> <laughs> would it though if there's only one human? Left Mostly home. cats, presumably. Yeah. And they are very appreciative of, of moving objects. Perhaps you could debut on Xbox. Most, most video games already are TV shows, aren't they? Pong is Wimbledon. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no rain, going though, on so it's moment, completely unrealistic. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Mine would have to be based on probably Euro Truck Simulator 2013. Okay. But I haven't really thought this that through yet. Definitely but that definitely exists. Those trucking shows exist already. Yeah, the ones where they go across the ice. Ice. Yeah. You can't do ice Extreme in the game. Extreme road truckers. I'd like to expand mm, the ice into normal roads then. Okay. And do <laughs> extreme normal road truckers. Simon, did you have one more letter? Well, just to follow up on last week, um, Cameron Davis uh, said, Good day, Team OLL. And... I have to say, with that opening, we should have realised that something was up, shouldn't we? <laughs> that was the clue, wasn't was the it? Clue. He said, uh, can I first say how incredibly chuffed I was to hear you're interested in making disparity games famous for Ninja Pizza Girl. What an absolute honour that would be. Well, I think interested is the right word, though. We haven't committed no. to anything. And making is in capitals, though, so he's got that right. Mm-hmm. A small problem, though, we're in Queensland, Australia, which, according to Google Maps, is a long way from your recording studio in South London. So we will unfortunately not be able to come into the studio to talk directly about Ninja Pizza Girl and how you can shape it into your next award-winning success. Maybe we can do some via Skype. Uh, mm, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that's going to be like a hassle to organise, isn't it? Maybe, maybe, let's say. I mean, then he said that's a demo, which, Anna, are you going to look at? Because uh, oh, yeah. he says, can't wait to hear what we think about Ninja Pizza Girl. Um, he's done us a special demo. He says she plays a teenage girl who goes around delivering pizzas to people who may or may not wearing pants. It's a game about self-esteem, establishing boundaries, and fast-paced interaction. That's, really that's like- us. I like the sound of that. I think we can do Skype, you know, because I've just... When I was um, when I was Wolfram Alphering earlier, what is the compendium? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't help. It didn't help. It, it just told me it's a publication containing a variety of works. Right, and that took all the brains of Silicon Roundabout yeah, no, to tell you that, future, did it? Yeah. Well done. Thanks, Wolfram. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, when I did that, I accidentally started up Resonance's Skype. Okay. So it's got, it turns out we've got access to Skype, so okay, maybe we well, can Maybe we will, that. then. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Thank you very much for your letters this week. Uh, it was good to hear from you. Please do email us. Team at onelifelove.com.
Anne, what did you say when I started playing this? Is this Ellie Goulding? And the answer is no, it's not Ellie Goulding. No. It's a cover of Ellie Goulding's uh, Burn. It's by Motion Ride again. It's from chipmusic.org. Uh, then we had a nice conversation, didn't we, about um, about video games. Which it's kind of what video we do. Games, just, yeah. Let's just talk more about out. the cricket now, shall we? Yes, <laughs> uh, we should do. We should do. Actually, something brilliant did happen at the cricket. What? I, I, I actually was going to bring this up off air okay. to you, but we're on air now. Um, so I was watching the 2020 game the other day with my friends, and uh, there have been a couple of Mexican waves around the stadium. I, what do you think about Mexican waves? Um, Generally. I don't think you should give them the airtime uh, whilst, yeah, I, I don't think that... Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't really approve of Mexican wave. But then, I noticed something going on out of the corner of my eye, and it was men... And some women. It's cricket, mixed yeah. audience. Okay. Very slowly getting up. And slowly, they were doing a slow motion Mexican wave all around the stadium. Just involved everyone slowly right. rising to their feet. It was brilliant. Was it? Wasn't the end. Really? Sorry, Phil. Wasn't the end of the match, was it? It wasn't. It was, it was genuinely good. You can YouTube that if you want. Okay. One Life Left, we're a video game radio show. Mm. Talk about it was interesting. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? <laughs> Do you know it was? Uh, was it? I mean, was it actually coordinated? Or was it just people just getting up? It was. It was genuinely a slow motion mo- mo- uh, Mexican wave, the mm. world's first slow motion Mexican wave, wow. and it was really, you know, eerie. So, uh, video game related question: I genuinely want to know if uh, Just Dance is going to release a compendium. And what the prize pot is for the for the Just Dance esports tournament? I've been, I've been looking up the prize pot. Doesn't say on the website, uh, but this is exciting. The top twenty Just Dance players will be flown to Paris Games Week to compete in the grand finale of the Just Dance World Cup from the thirtieth of October to the first of November two thousand and fourteen. Uh, Oh, yeah. Details about the jury members and the rewards for winners will be announced soon. Mm, that doesn't also... Rewards doesn't sound... Well, they're yeah. going to get flown to Paris for a jolly. Yeah, That's but actually right, what man. you want is it's, it's like, it's like cash. Mm. Yeah. You would say money, wouldn't cash it? Cash prize. So if you start giving cash to people to make them dance... It'll be in-game, in-game mm, currency. It'll be an industry in that. Good. <laughs> Maybe we should think about that. Reviews. And what have you been playing this week? Uh, Kim Kardashian, the game. What? It's one of the top grossing apps this week, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, isn't it? Even though it's free. Uh, it's free, and I am obviously playing it n- by not spending any money. So it's taken quite a while because my energy has to keep uh, repopulating or whatever it does. <laughs> isn't, uh, it, isn't it uh, a shame that that you just saying those words, which actually mean nothing, but we understand because it's a mobile game that you can't just play it. Yeah. It's That's really, the sort of it's world that we live in. Um, but I've been role-playing as Beyonce. So trying to avoid Kim Kardashian as much as possible in the Kim Kardashian game. So you play as a shopkeeper um, and Kim Kardashian, so you've just locked up the shop and she comes and she's like, oh, hey, um, I really want to, I really need a dress. Can you help me out? And then you have to say yes. I wasn't role-playing as Beyonce at this point. I came to that later. Uh, so I let her into the shop and she's and I was like, hey, have the dress for free. And she was like, awesome. Uh, you should be a model. And I was like, okay. And so she got me a, a manager. Um, I did a photo shoot. Like, I've been having such a great time. And was she confused when you suddenly turned into Beyonce then? Uh, yeah, because then I was like, Do you know what? I've got my fame. I don't need this 
right, wow. woman anymore. Okay. Um, so I'm turning my back on her slowly. Uh, Obviously, because you have to wait for your energy to, re- to replenish. <laughs> really slowly. Do they do that at the cricket as well? Just turn around really slowly. <laughs> um, I mean, it's quite fun. Kim Kardashian's in it. If you don't like her, you're probably not going to like this game so much. Unless you do uh, want to play as someone who hates Kim Kardashian and ignore her throughout. See how that goes. Could also be quite fun. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly one of those games where you go around, do some things, win some coins, uh, buy some clothes, look at the nicer clothes that you could be wearing, realise that that would mean spending actual money from the actual world. You're, You're not at that point in your life. And so you just have to wait for ages and keep playing and keep uh, winning coins to get the good prizes. It sounds terrible. <laughs> right, Steve, that's because uh, you have no joy. Is it good? I mean, it's kind of funny. Right, deliberately? No. Okay. It seems, yeah, it does seem quite sincere. It sounds very bad. Look, if it was anything other than some trash pop culture that I quite like mm-hmm. in a non-ironic way mm-hmm. then I would probably hate it okay but it's just quite it comes with the it spells stuff that should be spelt with a C with a K lol <laughs> so 7 out of 10 nice. fair enough Simon what do you think of this what, what? is that <laughs> what, what is that what have is you that? done <laughs> what now I, have, I haven't seen one of those for like 20 years I know it's not one of those no it's not it looks like a beta that's got too big it looks like I don't know. It's called, snappily, a JX uh, S7800B. What is JXD. it? JXD. Why did Anne just press it against her chest? Did you try and snap it? <laughs> it's just like you see how so, big it is. So, Anne, oh, can, right. you, can you, is that you describe it? Exactly. <laughs> so, Anne, can you describe it then? Two? It looks like a... a <laughs> two. It looks like a Vita oh. that has been made... Bigger. It's upwards. massive, isn't it? It's a seven it's massive. inch. Basically, so it's an Android tablet with two analog sticks on the right hand side and left hand uh, on either side of the screen. D pad. Um, and I've been playing old games on it, emulators. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> of course I have. So I started by playing, and so it emulates up to and including the Dreamcast. Right. Okay. okay. So I played Shenmue. Is it Shenmue or Shenmue? It doesn't even fit in your hands. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's massive, isn't it? <laughs> um, so I, yeah, it's been many, 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 many years since I played Shenmue, and uh, I've forgotten how boring it is at the start. Right. Isn't it? It's essentially going. It's, it's essentially gone. Um, gone home, isn't it? Because <laughs> like you, 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 you sort of, you just gone to the warehouse, you, gone to the forklift. You open up drawers and see yeah. and see your pants in there and and stuff, and then and then it crashed. Um, Twenty minutes into it, so I can be able to play again. So I've been playing uh, Mario sixty four. Of course you have. <laughs> exactly. I knew that. I knew that you would be pleased with that. Um, yeah, I've been rediscovering the actual, and it's nice to play it emulated on a device where you can actually play it because finally, finally, uh, it's got two controllers. But uh, after all your early adoptions, yeah. you can finally play a game that is fifteen years old, <laughs> Look, not as it was meant to be played. Look, wow. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing, Simon. Yeah. It's massive. Uh, how, um, so how long until this one ends up in the bottom? <laughs> Bottom of the canal as well. Not sure. Uh, we shall see. But uh, for the moment, how I'm much, enjoying it. How much is it? It's £100. £100? That's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? I mean, obviously, it's a lot of money. But for someone who travels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not like it's pocket a... size. No, but like, you can play all of us, all of the N64 games, all of the Spectrum games <laughs> that you want to play. I mean, you can't see this, listeners, but Simon is literally playing Mario 64 right now. And 
I suppose. Is it illegal? I'm I was doing? about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> I suppose that's wholly illegal. Oh. You shouldn't be doing that. No, but I do own Mario 64. In that format. In a format. <laughs> <laughs> One time you paid for it. Did you? Did you? Uh, okay. Uh, seven out of ten for Mario. Phil. Yeah, so the last week I've been probably uh, dominated by a game. It's, it's been intrusive in my thoughts. I've been playing it at work, at home. Um, I couldn't play it on the train because it's not on, on mobiles. Um, it's, of course, Steam Sale. Oh, right. uh, what a good game. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, every every few months when it comes around and, you know, the last week has been a blur. of uh, It's got amazing, amazing visuals, lots of variety. What achievements have you collected? Um, well, I've crafted lots of badges. Oh really? And I, 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 I'm not sure if I regret any of it. Um, How much did you spend? Uh, uh, on games or on badges? How much did you spend? Just answer the question. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Don't let him get oh, away with this. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a second. This is, this is this is like more journalism now. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. yeah well, interrogation for it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly. I mean, more than ten. Probably more than twenty. Probably more than fifty thousand. Wow, pounds. Oh. oh, did you enjoy it? I probably spent more than fifty pounds. And so you, so you were involved in the daily votes and the crafting and that sort of thing, were you? Yeah. And did you read the theories on how you you were being played by Gabe? Yeah. In the end, well, there's an image, but um, <laughs> I in the to be honest, I didn't really care. Okay. Uh, because I knew I wasn't going to get picked to get the three games off my wish list. <laughs> so which you could have bought for which, which under I fifty pounds. For, for, <laughs> <laughs> which I could have bought for probably under under fifty p. Yeah. Right. Uh, it all being well. Um, so, but uh, yeah. It was good. It was good fun. I have to say, I enjoyed it. I was a little bit sorry when when I finished it. It's it's one of the games I did finish. Um, so you so the object the of the game was to craft badges and collect. Yeah, basically, you have to get to the end of the sale and buy any games on there forever, uh, and probably never play them, yeah. um, and rack up as bigger a bigger Steam library than all your friends okay. uh, for for meaningless and little uh, or to no kudos whatsoever. And what's your Steam library score right now? Uh, my level is uh, like 21 or 22, which okay. isn't, isn't huge. I, so I only started this game, this sale, okay. to be clear. So this is your first sale, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, so I've not played any of the games in the series. Right. I've, I've found that um, they're not really moving it on much. The graphics aren't particularly improved. In fact, what, what they tend to do is reuse a lot of the assets. Yeah, but For I example, mean, Skyrim is always on sale. I mean, that went down to £2.74, I noted, which is a stupid price. But surely yeah. everybody um, has got... Yeah, no, I, uh, the Steam sales don't hold the same excitement for me anymore. You get bundles every week now. And but the thing is, I'm a person that enjoyed all the Assassin's Creed games. So okay. I, I think this, this game will appeal to me in, in the long term. You say um, you're a person. I think you're that person. That person. <laughs> for which I'd like to apologise. Could you give it a score, please? Um, it's, I, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. Okay. I think Seems that's fair. Steven. Right, well, this is this may be controversial. Um, I've been playing a game that we've reviewed already on the show at least once. I've been playing Space Pants. Oh, Whoa. right, yes. Mm. Oh, we're getting the, uh, the three of us. Three scores. Previously had yeah, two three. 7 out of 10s. We have had two 7 out of 10s, yeah. Interesting. Right. So uh, Space Pants is a game by one of our previous guests on the show. Uh, Sam Smith, yep. but he is not on the show today, so he can't hurt us. No. Uh, it is a avoid everything game. You just have to avoid everything until you fail to avoid something. There's a clock on screen. I am terrible at it. I'm terrible at it. Uh, playing it on Android. Well, important. Listen, guys. 
I believe I believe in credit where credit's due. Mm. When you've done something wrong, I'll tell you. Okay. Okay? When you've done something right, I'll tell you that too. I don't feel the weight of the millions of listeners listening right now. I just feel a duty to them to be honest. And that's why I... have got about a minute. Like, that's I really why, hope you run out of time. <laughs> because why, this does sound serious. That's why I want to tell you too right now, regarding your reviews of this game, that I think it's a disgrace... What? ...that no one has complimented you for them because you were spot on. It's a 7 out of 10 game. Isn't it? Yeah, really, really genuinely enjoyed it. So well done, Sam. Yeah. Uh, Space Pants available now on Android. Phil, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoyed having you. Really, Likewise. really great guest. Uh, please don't be a stranger. Okay. Good luck with the rest of the coll- rest of collective Thanks. stuff. Thanks. Good brand. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see what what emerges. Um, thanks for coming on. We'll catch up with you later. One final thing. Next Thursday is going to be on the twenty third day. Twenty third day of Wednesday July. Twenty third day. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>